Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about distortion. Distortion. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Really happy that you're here, that you found us. And if you've listened to us before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I've also written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And the point of this podcast is to help you become a more intentional communicator. How you communicate matters. It really matters. And what we're going to tackle today is this issue of distortion. It's a really powerful world, distortion, right? So you've got audio distortion, right? You've got a signal, it's all muddled up, it's staticky, it's, it's not exactly what you sound. Think about like when you talk into those weird things and your voice goes higher and lower and you sound like a squirrel, a chipmunk and Alvin and all that. It also has to do with images. Like you go into like, uh, remember when I was a kid, we would go to like, you know, this, this, uh, the carnival and you like those, those weird mirrors and you look like you're 10 feet tall and you're 600 pounds and maybe you are 10 feet tall and you weigh 600 pounds. I'm just kidding. No. So if you look at like these distorted images and mirrors, like that's not me. And if you look at like yourself, like, ah, oh, that's like a pictures and like the camera wasn't right. And distortion. So we're going to talk about today. And you know, really the reason why I'm doing this is because I care about you and how you communicate and our audience, the people we talk to would, might see a person we're actually not, we're actually not. And, and I want to share a couple of like stories or analogies just to kind of set the stage for this. And the first is just, um, what I'll call dirty window syndrome. So there's a joke. I'm probably going to tell this sort of the wrong way, but there's, there's a husband and wife and they, a new neighbor moves in next door and the husband is sort of in the kid in the house and the wife's in the kitchen and she's looking through the kitchen window at the neighbors and the neighbors put out a clothesline and, uh, the wife's kind of looking at the clothesline like, why, you know, do people even do that anymore? Like they hang a clothesline and they're drying all their clothes out and she's kind of a, a little bit perturbed that they would even do that. And she doesn't even know the neighbors because they're new. And so she is just sort of looking through her window and she's, she starts kind of complaining or criticizing these people she doesn't even know. And she's telling her husband, who's, who's listening to all of her, her complaints, like, you know, they're putting up their white clothes and they're so disgusting. And they're, she just dried them and they're still dirty. And it's like, doesn't she have bleach? And what's, what's her problem and all that? What's their problem? And this goes on and on. And as the joke continues, you know, one day she looks through the window and she says, well, finally they got some good bleach because they're... Their clothes are white, and I don't know what they found, but I mean, you know, you know, finally they figured it out type of thing. And the husband just stops and turns to her and says, they didn't do anything. I cleaned the windows. And it's kind of a funny joke, and but it's sort of the dirty window syndrome. It's like, all right, if you just clean the window, you would actually see clearly what's actually happening on the other side. And this happened to me many years ago, this dirty window syndrome. Where I'm like, why is it so cloudy? You know, growing up in Chicago, it's always cloudy. And I'm like, I didn't clean my windows in years. So I cleaned my windows. I mean, it still wasn't super sunny, but it was a lot clearer in the house. My windows were dirty. So that's, that's kind of the kind of a backdrop story. Another one is just thinking. And I think about this because I got kids. It's like, all right, so you, you know, it's all this time and energy in the education of your children and and you want them to succeed and you want them to go on and have a fruitful life and a good profession and a good, a good life. And then there's this moment of like, you know, as a parent, you might be worried about like, oh, you know, what's going to happen when my child, 
you know, after all this education, they go through all these classes and exams and this and to the university and, you know, whatever. They finally get out into the real world and they have their first job interview. And there's just sort of like, I think about it this way because I do this for a living. What if my child is not a good communicator, but they happen to be really talented, really qualified, but they just are terrible at communicating and are not good in the interview? What happens? And the conclusion is it doesn't matter because people can't see through that. They see a distorted image of the person. So no matter how smart he is or how talented she is, you know, they don't see the true image. There's a distortion. And it's because, precisely because, that pane of glass is dirty because of how we communicate. And I wish it weren't like that. I wish that people could see through that, but they can't for a number of different reasons. They can't see through that. Or if nothing else, they struggle to see through that. So let me just look at this for a second and kind of put it in a perspective. We think falsely that our audience always sees the person that we are. The reality is, is they frequently see the person that we're not. So if you look at it like, all right, I'm competent. A person might say this to themselves. All their, let's think they like kind of list their strengths. I'm just going to use a short example, but the list, list could be a lot longer and a lot different, right? But a person might think to themselves, you know, I'm, I'm a competent person, right? I've got, I'm capable, I'm trained, I'm smart, I'm an intelligent person, um, I'm knowledgeable, I'm organized, um, I'm insightful. These are all true about me. Let's say, and that list, again, can go, can be different, it can go on, long, long, long list. That's actually what's true about a person could say, that's what's actually true about me. But the way they communicate paints a different picture. Instead of being competent, that person looks like they're unprepared or incompetent, right? They're kind of fuddling around, or instead of looking smart or intelligent, they look ill-informed. I wouldn't say stupid, but they look ill-informed or, or poorly, poorly informed, um, instead of looking organized, they look disorganized, disheveled all over the place. Instead of being insightful, they're confusing. Why does that happen and how does that happen? It happens frequently because people are poor communicators. They don't know how to communicate. So I want us to think of distortion. Our audience isn't always seeing the person who we are. They're frequently seeing the person that we're actually not. And you know what? We have to do something about it. So here's some things I want you to think about when you think about distortion. First and foremost, know the risks. You face risks. I face risks here. There is an opportunity and there's a challenge. There's a reward and there's a risk. The risk is if I'm not good at this, they may think that I'm confusing. They may think I am permanently disorganized. They may think I'm the wrong person for the job. They may think avoid this person at all costs because it's so difficult to talk to them. They might think I would rather talk to a coworker or a colleague or, or somebody, anybody else than me. And, and we're thinking all along, okay, well, there's a risk there. There's a risk to credibility. There's a risk to reputation. There's a risk to trust to um, connection, people get frustrated. Um, it's painful for them to hear, read from us, listen to us, engage us. 
um, they have to rework because we're confusing. So we say something, but it's hard for them to understand. And we have to do it three times before they figure it out because we weren't clear the first time. Um, there's confusion in the leaders. And I've said this before in previous podcasts um, about clear communication and leadership. Every leader that I've ever worked with are all convinced that they're great communicators. Right? They're thinking, well, how could I have gotten to this position in my life if I weren't a good communicator? And I'll tell you, it's not many times it's not because they're good communicators. It might be good technicians or good in other facets of their job, but communication isn't a strength. In fact, it's a weakness. And they succeeded in spite of it. In spite of it. I see it all the time. Really, really talented people that are poor communicators that succeed in spite of how they communicate. And there is, quite honestly, a distorted image of them that is, in, in many cases, you know, it's just, it's created in this kind of confusing exchange. So first, first thing, know the risks. There are real, real serious risks that we run as poor communicators, and we create the distortion. Second thing, stop blaming people. You know, we give confusing, confusing uh, guidance, and we blame our subordinates. We go in an interview and we didn't get a job and we blame the interviewer for, for, for being a bad interviewer. We blame people for not hearing us the right way. Stop blaming people. It's my responsibility how I communicate. And I have to stop blaming people. It's, it's not their fault that I communicate this way. It's my fault. You know, going back to the analogy, that person didn't get the job because they didn't communicate clearly. If they were in fact the person that they say they are and... They communicated clearly, concisely, and confidently. They probably would have gotten the job because they couldn't see through the interviewer, couldn't see through the dirty window. It's your window. Clean it. Don't tell them. Don't tell your neighbor in the other yard to clean your window to see your the the, the, the clothes in the laundry line. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility. Stop blaming people. It's the second thing. Third and finally is make communication. Make brief communication in our approach here. Make it a priority. It's your responsibility. Get better at it. Make it a priority. Work at it. Communication is a, is a craft. We have to work at it. You're listening to this podcast perhaps because somebody shared it with you. You're looking for this pod, listening to this podcast because you've started down this road. Make it a priority. It drives everything for people. How you communicate is how you show the world who you are. If you're in fact this person, clean it up. Make it a priority. That's why I do the podcast, not for my health, not to talk to you, just to, you know, you can hear the sound of my voice. I'm trying to do it because I want you to become an elite communicator, a real intentional communicator. When you come to the moment of communication, something happens. Something happens that's intentional. And people treat it like whatever. Well, what that does is it creates distortion. Your audience would see a person that you're actually not. And we're to blame. We're to blame. So let's make it a priority. It's this dirty window syndrome that I go back to. And it's real. It is real, real, real. And it happens all the time. I see it with the people that I work with. They're great people that communicate poorly and people think less of them. It takes longer for stuff to get done. It creates tension. It creates confusion. It creates frustration. It creates problems with morale, the environment. It makes decisions harder. The list goes on and on. And it's because 
they don't speak clearly and concisely when they communicate. So paint a clearer picture. Okay. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility. You know, if you are who you say you are, the way you communicate needs to reflect it. It absolutely needs to reflect it. I mean, it's up to you to communicate in a better, brief way. So people can see you for who you are. So clear it up and clean it up. Just saying.